0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey guys, welcome to another solo round of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. hope you're all having a fantastic week wherever you're listening to this at the moment. I really do appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the show. Um, As you probably would have guessed from the name of... Of today's episode, I'm going to be running through some of my favorite exercises for specific movements in the gym. I can kind of go into a little bit of detail about what, you, what each one of these movements um, means as well, just to to clear any of that for, that up for anyone who is tuning in to the show. But keep in mind, guys, this is just my opinion. Um, there's going to be certain exercises that I mention in today's episode that you probably couldn't give a shit about and you probably don't enjoy as much as what i do and it may not be right for you and your mobility capabilities and and whatnot as well so um take it with a grain of salt but these are some of the most effective exercises that i've found um that have helped me build muscle over the years um and allowed me to overload and and continue to see results um as i kind of clock up more and more experience in the gym and, and and training with weights and resistance as well so we'll uh we'll get stuck into it so i'm going to run through as i said certain movements so i don't want to just list off a bunch of exercises i want to kind of explain what the movement is and and why i've found it so effective so we'll start off with uh with a lower push movement so lower push is usually classified um in the muscle groups of quads calves and glutes so that's your push. Your pull will be more so hamstrings and glutes. Um, and then we've also got our hinge movements and whatnot as well. So I'll go over those very soon. But um, the first one, lower push, uh, two of my, like by far, two of my favorite exercises um, that have helped me build mass over the years um, uh, that are two lower body push exercises um, has been the box squat and the leg press. And I'll give my reasons why. So with the box squat, look it was probably 2012 2013 there was a couple year period there where I was really struggling with some lower back pain I was I was struggling to um, squat without any pain and and as a result of that I just fucking hated squats I really didn't enjoy squatting at all anymore um, which meant that I wasn't doing them anywhere near as often Um, I wasn't warming up properly I wasn't Uh, my my squats were not effective in my programming, hence the reason why I didn't really see any results for a year or two with the squats. Um, I was avoiding them at all costs and it was just frustrating. Every time I did them, I thought I had perfect technique and I would get a sore back and it was just fucking very annoying. So I actually stopped doing them, but it wasn't until I discovered the box squat that I really got back into it. So I really started to focus on my movement patterns again, Um, you know, hips back, knees out, thinking about spreading the floor with my feet um, and setting the box up at a height that was right for me and just touching the box, using it as a guide. And, you know, within six to 12 months, I was back Squatting heavier than I've ever squatted before Um, Seeing really good muscle development And I was enjoying my squats again I really loved it I I was at the point where I was squatting two, three times a week Um, You know, I got up to a 200 kilo squat on the box squat Which was just insane I was unheard of at at that point Um, Or prior to that with my squatting um, capabilities, I guess So that was a game changer for me. And and uh, the result of that was building a lot of lean muscle mass and strength through the lower body, which was awesome. And then the second exercise, as I mentioned, is the leg press. And the reason why I find the leg press so effective and so enjoyable is because it takes away that risk of, of injury, in my opinion, if you're doing it correctly. Um, you can really load up with some serious amount of weight, which is not only good for overload, but it's also great for your headspace as well, knowing that you're, you're overloading that much and um it it was enjoyable for me um i still leg press a lot to this day i love single leg press all different variations and there's plenty of other push exercises as well that i do enjoy um but in saying that it's it doesn't mean that they're my favorite exercises so these these two are the ones that I've, i've enjoyed most for lower push the lower pull as i mentioned hamstrings glutes um, more specifically, and I'm not going to include the hinge movements, um, which we'll talk about in a second, inside this. So my favorite lower pull exercise for the hammies and glutes, there's, there's probably two. Um, the first one is the lying hamstring curl. It's one of my favorite Hamstring exercise, I used to hate it again, but now that I've got that hamstring functionality back, um, I've had a few knee operations and whatnot. Perfect technique. Um, really thinking about mind-muscle connection, I've found the hamstring curl to be fantastic, particularly now that we're able to be back in the gym after you know a year or whatever in lockdown, not being able to do that movement. It's very difficult to do with bands, in my opinion, but it's a fantastic exercise. And then the second one um, is uh, – the second one, sorry, is – a 45 degree glute hamstring raise. Um, People often do these as well in the glute hamstring developer. Um, It's very hard to explain the exercise over this podcast, but um, I find it's such an incredible exercise if you can get the technique right. You can go really high volume. You obviously don't have to go too high in weight. It's an exercise that doesn't get done quite often. It's loading up the hamstring when you're on full stretch as well, which is something that I like, similar to the RDL. It's a fantastic exercise. So that'd be my two for the lower pull. Now, for the hinge movement, classify the hinge movement is when the hips um, move through a hinging motion. Um, I I find you know the RDL and the sumo deadlift to be my two favorite exercises from that movement. Um, the Romanian deadlift. Since I've learned how to do that properly, I actually um, you know I learned how to Romanian deadlift properly with Christian Woodford. I think it was two thousand and twelve or two thousand and thirteen. After an ankle reconstruction, I started to really build back up that strength and power through the lower body and understand um, the importance of execution and and um, really high-quality reps as well, which is something that benefited me um, significantly as the years have gone on and it's helped me become a better coach as well. But the Romanian deadlift is such an incredible exercise. Very hard to teach as a coach and hard to learn as a, as a, a lifter, but once you get it right, once you understand how it should feel and the benefits of it, it's incredible exercise. With deadlifts, um, similar story to the to the squat. I was always having issues with tight lower back and back pain after heavy deadlift session, even with correct technique. So it kind of got to the point where I was like, "Look, I need to change something." And that's when I discovered the the sumo deadlift, which has now become a regular part of my programming. Absolutely love the sumo deadlift. And um, in terms of deadlifting, the sumo and the trap bar are really the only two exercises out of the category that I would give any clients. Um, unless I'm personally with them and we're deadlifting a few times a week or multiple times per week, it's very difficult to to know that a client is doing the deadlift properly, particularly conventional deadlift. But with the sumo, if you're setting up properly, you can go as heavy as you possibly can and really not put yourself in any danger. Um, in terms of injuring the lower back, it's very, very good exercise for the lower body. Um, I've had a lot of girls that I've trained over the years that have built up their sumos as well, which is an awesome feeling for them, you know, getting up to that 100 kilo mark even um, at a very low body weight and feeling really good about themselves, which is something that, that I've taken a lot of enjoyment out of as well. So the sumo deadlift is an incredible exercise for the lower body. Deadlifts are, are such a good feeling for anyone who's ever done them, and you know, and programmed it properly, and and can do it properly and execute it properly. I mean, not only such a great exercise um, physiolo- physiologically and muscular wise, but central nervous system as well. It just absolutely cooks you. You know, if you've done a big deadlift session, you always find that later in the day you're absolutely wrecked, absolutely spent. Um, and to me, it's just one of the you know the king of all exercises. Really, in the gym, um, it's one of my favorites. And if you can do it properly, it's extremely effective. Mm. So we'll move on to upper body now. Um, so vertical press. So that pretty self-explanatory. A pressing movement up above your head. Um, I've had a lot of issues with my shoulders. Obviously, I've had the rico on the right one and uh, niggles here and there with the shoulders, but. One exercise that I've I've actually done over the, the last few years, which has been a game changer for me, and it's not your typical overhead press with the barbell or dumbbells even, um, there's probably two that I really find enjoyable, and this will kind of go for anyone, like regardless of whether you've got, shoulder issues or not fantastic exercise the first one is a kettlebell a single arm kettlebell press with the handle facing down so it really forces you to switch on those stabilizers and focus on your scapular um stability as well when you're doing the overhead press fantastic for all those little muscles in there and um it allows you to really leave the ego out of it drop the weight right down focus on perfect execution and technique and it's a incredible exercise for stability but also muscle growth as well I've found Um, even when my shoulders are feeling a little niggly it's something I can throw in there the other exercise in that vertical press and this is like borderline vertical press I guess because you're not pressing directly above your head is the the single arm landmine press so when you have the landmine set up with the barbell there, um, starting with your elbow and your hand pretty much at your chest and shoulder and just pressing straight up. Your hand finishes just above your head, but it's not directly above, which uh, can be of benefit for those that struggle to have the mobility to press above their head properly without feeling any niggles or, or any um, discomfort through that shoulder joint, which can be such a complex um, joint to take care of In uh, when we talk about any forms of issues with mobility and tightness. Vertical pull, um, without a doubt for me, it's the pull-ups. Uh, you know, at a young age, I started doing pull-ups every single day. I was doing four or five sets a day. Um, you know, at one point when I was extremely skinny, um, I was doing five sets of 20 pull-ups with perfect form. Um, but I do attribute that to being part of the reason why I was able to, to make so much gains in my upper body, um, particularly through the, obviously the lats and the shoulders and, and biceps even. Um, there's plenty of ways to overload it, you know, adding weight to your pull-ups, adding sets, reps, different hand positions, such a great exercise. And for me, it's by far uh, my choice for the vertical pull movement. Horizontal push. Um, so think things like bench press, chest press and whatnot. Um, again, with these shoulder issues over the years, you start to understand that your body responds to movements not exercises so i used to always obviously think that bench press was just non-negotiable it had to be done but it wasn't until i realized that you know your body doesn't know what the fuck you're doing it doesn't go oh shit dk's got a barbell and he's doing a bench press we better grow these pecs it's like no, nah. he's doing a movement he's overloading this muscle it's providing a stimulus that that is breaking the muscle tissue down and needs it to repair and grow and that's how we see progress over time so um, a couple of my favorites have always been a dumbbell press um, more so than a than a, a barbell press. Um, and I actually typically either go on a slight incline or a slight decline, which I've always found works much better for my shoulders. I think for a lot of people, a lot of people cannot get their shoulders in the correct position to do a proper uh, flat bench press. Okay. Um, and that might, might be surprising to some of you. I don't, I don't know, but... It's just the truth that a lot of people cannot get their their shoulders in the in the correct position to do the exercise properly without getting that internal rotation and the rounding of the shoulders, which often is the reason why people have that that shoulder pain, anterior anterior delt pain. And I think that was definitely you know part of the reason why I struggled so much with my shoulders before even you know having that that tear, which led to the to the um, to the reconstruction, I was already having issues because I was bench pressing a lot, uh, trying to grow my bench press, which again, which is another thing I've, you know, over the the last couple of years in particular, really stepped away from. I couldn't give a fuck how much I bench press now because um, it doesn't matter. Like I'm not a power lifter. No one gives a shit how much weight's on the bar when they walk into the gym and see a bench pressing. It's all about for me is what's the most effective way I can grow my chest. And for me, it's been either a slight incline or a slight decline, typically dumbbells, but still using barbells sometimes. Obviously, there's a lot of accessory movements that I like as well. But look, they're the they're the ones that have that have worked best for me. Um, the decline bench press was awesome, especially when I was having a lot of trouble with the shoulders. But even now, just that slight incline with the bench, I even just kind of grab a um, grab a light dumbbell and and put it wedge it between the bench and like the the little lever or the arm or whatever that increases the height. Because I think. The other mistake a lot of people make with anything incline is that they go too high, it becomes just shoulder press or delt press, which is not what I'm after. So slight incline or slight decline, game changes for me without a doubt. Uh, the horizontal pull, these, like I love training my back. I love doing pull ups, love doing rows and whatnot. That's probably my favorite muscle group to train. Um, and triceps, but those you know, training back is a really enjoyable um thing for me i absolutely love it so the horizontal pull things like seated cable rows you know i do a lot of single arm work um, because of that the issues i've had with my shoulders i do a shitload of single arm work which i absolutely love so getting that the thing with the with rows is a lot of people don't have the right angles to to really stimulate the lats you know in an effective way so for me it's like slight hinge of the upper body so tilting the upper body forward slightly Letting the the lat work through its full range, relaxing my grip, and thinking of my hands as a hook. So always initiating the movements with the elbows, you know. But my favorites are all, uh, kind of just the the go tos. The 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 nothing too special. It's the the seated cable row, particularly single arm. I love that. Um, and then single arm dumbbell row. I think there's plenty of ways you can overload the lats, and um, it's pretty simple movements. Uh, but those two are my favorite. I probably prefer cable tension more so than than dumbbell. Um, but there have been big, big reasons as to why I've been able to grow my lats. And I think my lats are probably some one of my stronger muscle groups without a doubt. Um, so that's that's uh, they're, they're the two for my horizontal pull. Now, just wrapping up the episode because I'm mindful I've already gone a little bit too long here. But uh, the core and abs exercises, I mean, important to understand that you're using your core every single time you move your body or lift any form of resistance, to be honest. But... If you are someone that wants to be adding in that direct ab work um, and whatnot, probably my three favorites um, would have to be a hanging knee raise um, or lying leg raise to to work the lower abs. Um, A weighted decline crunch or sit up to work the upper abs for sure. And then for obliques, uh, I've got a bunch of different ones to be honest. Like I love bike crunches. I love cable rotations, you know, wood chops and stuff like that. And then for the the core muscles, I guess the inner core muscles. I love my planks. I love pal-off presses. Um, they're super effective. But I don't do a shitload of direct ab work. To be perfectly honest, I really rely mainly on my diet, my calorie deficit, um, to see that progress in regards to to abs, the visible abs. Um, but I obviously do a lot of lifting, a lot of overhead lifting, um, always putting load on on the core and the abs, and and that's helped me develop them over the years. So. Like I said, this is just my opinion uh, in today's episode. I thought it might be a fun one to record and share those exercises with you guys. And, you know, if you've got any feedback or any questions, feel free to email me at danny at I do apologize for the, the nasally voice today. I've been quite unwell um but i didn't want to miss this upload today um for you guys i appreciate tuning in i really do let me know if you're enjoying these solo rounds maybe towards the end of the year or even the start of next year i might do a, a few weeks of just solo episodes before we crank up the guests again um but don't miss this week's guest episode um that's already come out with michelle buttersby which is incredible and um we've got some really exciting guests coming up over the next few weeks so thank you for tuning in Have a fantastic day. I appreciate all your support um, and, and be sure to tune in to next week's episode.